Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. I've got a messy one for you right now. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I'm supposed to be in Abbeville, South Carolina, doing a transformational workshop with Ford Taylor. He's doing it. I get to participate in this one. And uh, my wife was joining us today, but her flights got delayed, crazy delay. So uh, rather than flying in much, much closer, I have driven down three hours to uh, jump from recording this to going and picking her up. And then we'll crash the night and join them again tomorrow. So great opportunity to pause and bring you this episode, which is probably one of my favorite interviews of late, where 2020 we'll walk through. And for me, the most significant theme was following the voice of God. Uh, we, we produced a book in the middle of that, Finding Hope in Crazy Times, which is all about daily stories of hearing God. We uh, navigated the ups and downs through listening to the voice of God. And then in September of 2020, Dante Bow and some friends released a single called The Voice of God. And when I heard that song, it really, really gripped me. And I just wondered more recently, what, what would it be like to actually see if I could track him down, the artist, uh, primary artist behind that song, and find out the story behind the song because it gripped me so much, because it captivated so much of the journey. And really, Matthew 4, 6, I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's the voice of God. So we're going to just drop straight into this interview at the point where I ask Dante just a question about when he was 16, he encountered Jesus. And I just asked him some questions about that. So we're going to literally drop into that now. If you want to watch this, you can jump onto heavenandbusiness.com backslash free dash trial and watch that. Join us there. Otherwise, I trust that you'll thoroughly enjoy this and make sure you grab a copy and support what's going. There's now over 4 million views of this song. So enjoy this treat. Yeah, I was raised in church pretty much my whole life. I don't remember ever having, like I say, an altar call moment where I went up and gave my gave myself to Jesus or whatever. But I... Um, I was just always in the church. My grandmother on both grandmothers on both sides were pastors, grandfathers, heavy in the church. And um, at 16 years old, even though I had kind of like been in church, I had never experienced the luxury of knowing the Lord. You know what I mean? The luxury of knowing Jesus. And um, in my room, I was playing a song by this worship leader, um, Kiara Sheard. It was a song called Desire and Free. It's like, um, and I've just played it and I don't know, I just broke down and I experienced God in a way I've never experienced him before. And that kind of like marked my life pretty much. Yeah. So something became very, very real in that moment. Yeah, exactly. And I had a lot of encounters like that after. But. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> so actually, would you say that you were seeking? Or you were actually just going about life and Jesus. I've been a seeker. I've been a I've been a seeker my entire life. Like that's just like as even as a kid, yeah. always curious, always wanted more of like it, especially when I found something worth that, you know what I mean? Um, whether it would be, you know, my grand me and my grandfather's relationship, 
Yeah. You know, I always just seek to know more about him and know, I, I would always just be around him a lot, you know, but I was always that kind of kid. And so when I found God, when I discovered Jesus, yeah, I would always wonder about him. Like even at, even past Bible study, I, I went to Bible studies and I went to Sunday schools, and, but even at home, I would always just wonder about him and what, you know, wonder about heaven, wonder about, you know, his, his, his majesty, all this stuff. And so I think I set myself up for that encounter at 16. Ultimately, I think it was bound to happen. Yeah. So because I was just always. Yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> um, there's so many questions around this I want to ask. But one of them is, how do you navigate that curiosity and the delight of music? And it's a gift. And obviously, there's, there's an adventure and you're exploring with that and writing that's coming out of that. How do you then navigate that way? It's professional. Now it's, there's a discipline involved. Uh, it's your craft. Can you comment regarding passion versus excellent craft? Yeah. I mean, I think, because hmm, I have so many thoughts on that, but, but I definitely think, um, if you're passionate about something, you'll want to be good at it. Yeah. And I think I question a lot of people's passion when they're not good at what they say they love. I love it. And um, so, so I am very passionate about music and writing. So I perfect it naturally, you know, just naturally I want to perfect it because I love it so much. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people that say they're, you know, they're passionate about something, but they're not good at it. I question if they're actually really like in love with it because they'll do it more privately at home. I play the piano all the time. I write at home all the time. I'm in the shower singing and like thinking of new, of new video ideas, new song ideas. Who do I want to work with next? And like, I'm dreaming always because I'm just so passionate about it, you know? I love <laughs> that. Yeah. If I, I I'm, I'm loving this is my wife would even say we married 22 years if I'm passionate about her, I will pursue her. And that never yes. stops. So I'm loving this. There's no excuse. I love that the pursuit of excellence comes out of passion. And you keep yeah. it. How, so you've been doing this you know, three or four years. I remember actually interviewing Paul McClure about some of the ways. It's like, how do you keep this? And he says, well, it's my job. It's my craft. I give myself to, I actually discipline. I get in and I actually, this is, a, this is my job but I'm also pursuing excellence at the same time. How do you keep then, how do you, so you become really good. How do you keep the passion side alive? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, at first I used to do music for, I guess myself, like in a way, kind of like, it just was therapeutic to me. And it was just something I was naturally good at. And I would write songs just because it's something I could do kind of, it was just like for myself, like, like some people would kick their feet up and watch Jeopardy or something. That's how music was to me ultimately. Yeah. But it, at, as I started doing it professionally, like four or five years ago, or three or four years ago, I um, started really caring more about what am I releasing in the earth for people to consume. Yeah. I started thinking about my nephew who I love so much and thinking about all of my little cousins and I have a new nephew on the way and all the stuff. And I'm like, okay, what am I actually releasing to people? And um, 
when that switched for me, my passion, even like, because even though I was good at it, it gave me a new zeal for it because yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. Thinking about like my family and my, and my friends and their kids and like, what can I put in the earth that they'll need one day? You yeah. know, I was, I'm always listening to like older songs and reflecting on like even that era of, of, you know, maybe it was like a song from the sixties or the eighties. You can kind of feel it there. You know what I mean? And, and even some of the topics they would talk about when it came to God and all the stuff, you can kind of like, I know it's nostalgic and I kind of want to do that with my music. And I think ultimately that keeps the passion and zeal fresh for me is, you know, that being my motivation is the Lord and his people, you know, I'm loving this. I mean, this, I mean, what you're saying translates to everything that we do. Uh, stay curious, uh, pursue passion, but passion without the pursuit of being good at your craft. If I say I'm passionate about anything and I'm actually not becoming better at it, I'm not really passionate. And then the thing that switched for you is when you discovered the underlying purpose or a bigger purpose to your music, to your craft, to what you're doing. Exactly. And that anchors your passion, which... Yeah. I love, and you forget about if you forget about that, you just can look in the eyes of your nephew, and yeah. boom, she's alive again. Yeah, Way yeah. To go. exactly, exactly. Um, last year, you released a song with, you know, I see that you wrote it with Lael and Mitch Wong, and you sang it with, uh, you know, Chandler Moore and Stephanie Gritzing, and called the voice of God. And I mean, as I said, this. It, I mean, the language, I'd say, it wrecked me. You captured in words and songs so much I was navigating. For me, it's Matthew 4, 6. I don't live by bread alone, by the balance sheet, by the strategic plan, by the, the cash flow, by my marketing strategy, but I live by the voice of God. Mm. Tell me about that song in terms of what, uh, you know, what's the story behind the song for you? Mm. Wow. This song... I lost my grandfather in 2020, January of 2020, right before COVID hit. And during COVID, COVID hit two months later in March, and my grandmother had to quarantine alone oh, wow. in that house. And it was just such a hard time for our, our family and just losing someone so important to us was hard in and of itself. And I remember being in my apartment and I have these huge windows in my room and it was raining really, really bad. And I was sad, like I was sad. And I started singing something out of my spirit like I usually do. <laughs> and it was, I can hear it when the rain falls on my windowsill. And that's all I said. And I was like, what am I talking about? Then I was like, on the playground with children's left. And I pull out my notepad and I started writing whatever. Wow. And I didn't even know what I was talking about. I just kept saying, I can hear it. I can hear it. And it sounds like grandmama telling you where I literally wrote the entire song and I got to, it's the voice of God. It can make a grown man cry because that's what I was actually doing. You're weeping. Yes. And so <laughs> that song, I've never written a song like that in my life. And so after I got to that part, that was all I wanted. I didn't have anything else. Besides that verse and that chorus, and I did the chorus twice. I went to my best, one of my best friends in the world, literally Lael. He produced my album, Circles. I went to his um, his loft in Redding, California, and I played it for him. He's like, 
oh my gosh, bro. And we play, and I play for Mitch and pretty much write the second verse that you hear on the song. And um, this song is literally such a piece of art. So after that, this is the very end of the process. I get home and I play the entire song through and I'm just worshiping the Lord. And I get to the, 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 oh, oh, it's the voice of God. It's the voice of God. That wasn't written yet. But as I sang it, that came out of spontaneous worship in my house. Oh, it's the voice of God. And I was like, whoa, what if I get like, three background singers or something to do it. I don't know. And I, I, I threw it. I, I literally wrote that entire song, bro. And that was it. Threw it away. Never thought about it again. Me and my girlfriend, we went out to pizza and we get in the car. I said, I want to play a song for you that I wrote a long time ago, like so a while how, ago. How long, what was the gap of time? Maybe five, five, six months, which yeah. is, in, in the music world, that's a long time. Like you've yeah. forgotten about, I've written so many songs after that, you know? But I'm like, I just remember, I'm like, I wanna play this for you, get your opinion on it. After I turn, after I play the whole song for her, she looks at me and she's like, Dante, that's the best song you've ever written. <laughs> she's like, do you know how good of a song that it, you need to release it now? And I'm like, I'm like, really? She's like, that, that just is, that's monumental. That's life-changing, you know? And um, so I call my label and I'm like, hey, in two weeks, can we just rent out a, a um, camera crew and get a studio, an empty studio, and get Stephanie and Chandler to come in and do some ad-libs to record this? And they said, yes. And so we, we recorded that in the next two weeks. That's wow. the entire story of that song. Wow. It's a piece of art. Like, like it was like, structured over time it took a long time and um so many people had to confirm which never happens for me usually i'll just release something but um that is a really important song and i've even been like i'm gonna release an entire ep named the voice of god and it's gonna be strings and just keys and me singing songs of that nature i love it so <laughs> it came out of grief and loss and yeah. isolation and pain and it just spontaneously came out of your spirit it was actually almost like god speaking to you through yourself and you're like yeah. oh, oh my gosh it's the voice of god and can you remember what that felt like as that bubbled out of you standing in front there's literally rain on the windowsill what, what did that feel like that's such a good question it i mean I'm just, okay, I'll say this. I'm very self-aware and I can see when, the, I can feel when God is trying to like do something in me and that's the way I can explain it. Yeah, It felt like God was trying to do something in me, like trying to change something or trying to teach me something. As soon as I said it, like as soon as the first phrase came out of my mouth, I immediately was aware. I'm like, I was aware of what heaven, you know, was trying to, communicate in me I didn't know exactly what the song was going to be in and of itself but I um that feeling was just was just that it felt like mm, something's something's happening and yes I feel broken but it even overrides that feeling yeah. even it even overrides the original reason for yeah. the song you know what I mean and so 
yeah. I mean, I'm loving it. This is so you didn't write it and then think, oh man, this is awesome. I should release this. You're like, this is this beautiful healing. Actually, this is personal. This is the spirit of God has touched me. And I didn't think anybody would like it, bro. Like I, I was like, no one's gonna like this because this is so much. This is literally about me. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize how like, like for everyone it was. You know, it's uh, it translates well. But I, I at the, in the moment, I'm like, that was such a moment for me. Even when it said, sounds like a grandmama telling you where you come from. Yeah. I had to go places in my in my heart and my mind, you know what I mean? Uh, like catching up with the old friend, reminiscing on back when these are. I went back places in my heart and my mind, and I wrote about that. This wasn't just like, oh, what are some general things that you feel good when you do it? It was real things that kind of happened to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, that felt holy when we were cooking out, and it was our family all around. My grandfather was laughing, and my dad was on the grill. That felt so holy, sacred, you know? Yeah. And it's stuff that you never, in, in the moment, you don't realize. But, like, in hindsight, writing that song, I saw in hindsight, and I was like, you were speaking so much. You were always revealing your nature, your kindness, your joy, your, your peace. You were revealing it all to me throughout my whole life, you know? <laughs> I just didn't know to call it that, you know? <laughs> this is it. This is like, I don't live by I mean, there's nothing that can stop this the voice of god anywhere anytime any place it's his voice that sustains me and brings comfort oh. and grief and wisdom in uncertainty and so much more so you pull this together you, you like two weeks notice stephanie chandler a bunch of musicians in a studio what was that like that was so cool because I have the best managers in the entire world. Identify management group. So my managers are Sydney Scott and Taiwan Mac. Yeah. Taiwan Mac also music directs for me. And so I called Taiwan and I said, Hey bro, I want you to produce this, you know, like and he had never, we we've produced other stuff before, but never put it out. So this was going to be his first time technically producing for me. And so I'm like, but I need you to produce it in like a week, you know? <laughs> so that way the next week we can send it out. <laughs> and he's like, yes, let's do it, you know? And so I send him the track and I say, I want background vocalists. I want a string section. I want a classical pianist. I had never met that the pianist. Wow. He's, yeah, he's an amazing, he's awesome. But um, I was like, I want a classical pianist. And I want to, I want to dress up for it. Like I want to do my casual look. Yeah. I want to dress up like to honor the Lord. Yeah. And I want it to feel very like official. And um, and I said, I want you to call Chandler and Stephanie and ask if they would sing it with me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and um anyway, he did all of it in like a week. <laughs> and he made it and he made it happen. And we we got to the studio, and I kid you not. Like the cameraman, which is usually on set, is usually loud, even on worship sets. Like, all right, roll playback. All right, da, da. you know all the yelling and stuff. But um, my director Creed, he's directing all of my videos, but he was quiet, like he couldn't talk. Yeah. So after we would cut, like we did one, we only did three takes of the song. After the first take, it would just be like, okay, and everyone would just be crying. 
yes. by themselves silently. And then he'll be like, we're going to do it again. He'll count down as an action. Then he'll come back in with the camera and we'll sing it again. And then he'll like whisper back out. No one wanted to talk. No one wanted to move. It was so sacred. Stephanie had just lost her father. I had just lost my grandfather. And um, that's why in the song, I say, uh, uh, like storytelling with my grandpa, he was so easy to believe. And then Stephanie says, just like my daddy always taught me the voice yeah. of God. So we, we, attrib- like we, we had a tribute to them in that song as well. But it was a very sacred recording, very quiet and emotional yeah. recording. Which I, I love it. I, I don't have a grandma in Georgia, uh, <laughs> a grandma in New Zealand, but you're singing about my grandma too. Yeah. So normally with a, now I've watched these things, normally with a song you build up and the social media buzz and then you release it, finally released it. This thing, you just like, we're doing it two weeks, boom, you drop it. It's the middle of pandemic craziness, you know, building up political craziness in America and you drop this voice of God, which is just a resounding reminder to people to get your head back in the game. If people listened at all. What was this blew up? Like, have you seen that happen like that before? Not for me, no. <laughs> so when it it, it <laughs> my girlfriend was so right. She's like, I I always replay her in my head. That's the best song you've ever written. But <laughs> but no, I it we put it out with no promo. We just dropped the song. We had no marketing, no PR, and that's not usually how you do it. If you want to actually have a return on your investment yeah, yeah yeah but i just didn't feel the need and um i didn't have a picture of me stepping in channel on it i just put a black at one of, i had this kid he's like a 16 year old kid in, in dc in dallas who i just he's just a fan i love him so much and he just did my cover for me yeah he uh he did the cover for me um just the black background with the white yeah on it and um and dude like in like two days, it was like, you know, half a million views. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's going viral. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, my label was kind of shocked. I mean, because it was just, a, we didn't really, it wasn't an official release. It was just something Dante wanted to do. So they just let him do it. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> okay. but it was like, it was, it really blessed so many people. And that was a blessing to me. I couldn't believe that it was like my first like official to me that was like my first song that did well so and it's legacy it's not just you it's tied to your grandfather and yeah just is so the woven story of this is tied into your encounter at 16 it's the memories it's yeah it's a legacy song so, so what's your favorite you've probably got so many you couldn't tell me them all but What's one favorite story or piece of feedback or something you heard happen when someone listened to that song? Wow. I get crazy stories all the time. Um, I, I just choose one because I don't think any yeah. of them are like yeah. Yeah, you can't crazier, but like uh, maybe, maybe Maybe uh, a story about somebody they um, didn't know Jesus or they knew of God, but just was very like standoffish with it, thought it was a hoax craziness. 
until they heard voice of God and they said it all made sense to them. Like they, they could look back over their life and see God in everything. And it kind of just all clicked and they, you know, received Jesus. That was a crazy story. But I, for a lot of others, I, I get crazy stories. Yeah. Quite a bit. That's just so motivating. I, I love it because music will go anywhere. It'll go where there are, there's no walls. Yeah. I, it, it reminds me of that scripture, you know, Jacob saying, behold, God is in this place. I did not know it. It's like yeah. these points throughout your history. It's like, I had no, oh my gosh, God was here all along. I did not know it. Um, Dante, switch up a little bit. You personally hearing the voice of God, how, what's your journey been learning and knowing and growing in the voice of God, hearing his voice? Mm. I'm learning to not box him in. I love the scripture. I love that scripture. You were just quoting, man, should not live by bread alone, but everywhere that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Cause it's talking about the tangent, like it's talking about literally his voice. Like you can actually hear him and sense him and feel him. And, um, and it's talking about like a rhema, like a new word, like a, yeah. you can get a fresh word every day from the Lord, but I'm learning how not to box him in. And like when I walk outside or when I wake up, you know what I mean? Like just being aware that he's around and then I can access that anytime I want. If, if I'm taking a walk in nature, you know what I mean? Like seeing all that he's done, his hands, the works of his hands, the trees, the flowers. It might sound, it sound pretty mystical, but like, it's really just not. It's just like appreciating everything about the Lord. I'm even like, I've started leading worship with my eyes open, just looking at people. Like, like these are the Lord's people, like that he crafted, like literally crafted with his hand. I don't know. It's just all beautiful. And it's all his voice. He speaks through it all. And um, I'll say like, it's still a challenge, but like I'm learning to see him in everything and uh, be aware that, you know, that he's everywhere. He's, he's, he's around. He's speaking. He's always speaking. Yeah. He's still declaring, you know, I love it. Um, I just hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. This is what we go after. Uh, so Final questions. How would you encourage people? Like people who are watching this, listen to this. They're on their own journey of, of learning to hear and follow the living voice of God. Mm. And if, you, if you're watching this, you haven't watched the song, make sure you go straight away. YouTube, we'll post a link. Watch it. Just put it on repeat. But Dante, how would you encourage people to engage with the living voice and word of God? I'd say... First, you know, for me, I'll tell you, for me, making sure you read the Bible is really important. And it might sound like, come on, like, oh, whatever, you know, Preach. but, but I, I have a Bible app on my phone that I literally just randomly just click it and I read it like just like I would do Instagram, you know, okay. it's like how you like just click it and like see what's going on. <laughs> That's kind of how I do my Bible app. And once you do that for a while, it becomes just a part of your nature but like I just I'll roll over in the bed sometimes click the bible app and just read you know read through I'm reading Matthew right now again for like the sixth yeah. time but like I'm like just like I don't know I feel like that's really essential so you can know his nature because he speaks a lot you know a lot of verbiage in the bible so like a lot of times you could just it helps you know how he even comes up 
comes at you, you know what I mean? Because you can see how he's coming at others. But also I'd say like what I said earlier, just be aware that he's alive and he's in and he's literally in everything. Don't box him into a Sunday morning or into, you know, a prayer before bed or a prayer uh, dinner or lunch, whatever. Um, you can access the, you can access the source whenever you want. That's motivating. Yeah, it is. Oh, that is beautiful. And it's just 100% the word of God. Know that because he speaks through that. I love it. Read it like Instagram. Or if you're a Facebook person, like read it more than Facebook, please. Drop in and just hit the the link and read, man, a little bit. Get your spirit. It's essential. It's like like breathing to me. Like it keeps my, for me, like the word of God, like like the tangent, like the Bible, it keeps my mind at ease, like especially like as I get more known or more have more notoriety, like it keeps me very like just I don't know. I'm always remembering where I came from. I'm always remembering who I am. It's like it reminds me every day of what's my purpose, what's my goal. It, it keeps me from being distracted and weird, you know. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Bonus question. One bonus question. What's your dream? Hopes and dreams for what's next for Dante? Practically, I want to I want to have acres and acres of land. I'm not going to put a number on it because I want the Lord to do something mighty. And I want to move my team. want us to build. I'm building a home on acres of land yeah. in the next five to 10 years with my team on the land as well. Yeah. And I want to raise my family there whether it's in North Carolina and I want to, uh, I want to be happy. I want to, I don't know, but like spiritually, I don't know. I feel like I'm always on this journey and um, there's so much to learn and there's so much to grow. I'm growing right, right now and things that I never thought I'd be growing in at 27 years old. And it's just, a, it's awesome, you know? And I, so I don't know spiritually, I, I'm just up for anything that, that Jesus wants to reveal to me, but practically I want that land in those homes. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So, I mean, I'm hearing you say again, you, I'm going to stay curious. I'm going to stay locked into purpose is what you said, which is like you're living for something so much bigger than you uh, and this, the passion and the excellence. So curious, passion, be good at, be good at what you're passionate about and then a purpose to see the voice of God become I fill the earth, fill the earth. I love it. Any final things you'd say, Dante? Yeah. You said what? Anything else you'd want to say? No, dude, just thanks for having me. This is an amazing conversation. And yeah, I've learned a lot. <laughs> so thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, man, my privilege. Thank you so much. And I will be directing people to get this and the next song that I'm sure will be coming. May you have more yes. like this where you stand at the window where you walk in your land. May God bless you with more and more and that just ignite people into their own personal walk with Jesus.